Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Busy couple of days for Penn State football, and this one I think for Penn State football fans, not a happy breaking news. Um, Penn State now is looking for another coordinator. Manny Diaz accepting the head coaching position at Duke. And I'm just going to start off with my opinion here. Because, you know, like the facts are the facts. Nate, I'm shocked by this. I am mm-hmm. I am shocked by this decision. Not that Manny Diaz isn't a great coach and that it's not a good fit. I even think it's a good fit based on the way Duke has played historically. I just think if you're Manny Diaz, this is a surprise um, to, to go to this and take maybe not the first head coaching job, but certainly one of the earlier opportunities you might have coaching at Penn State. Um, your your thoughts on on this or or where we are right now with with Manny Diaz leaving Penn State for Duke? Yeah, I think that it is eye of the beholder to a certain extent. Right. Um, you, you know, if you think if you're Manny Diaz, and let's let's just hypothesize this, right? If if you're Manny Diaz and you think to yourself, uh, okay. I am getting offers right for power five schools, institutions. Yep. Um, Mike Elko just went 16 and nine in two seasons at Duke mm-hmm. and got a plum job at Texas A&M, right? We get like, if people want to debate me on that, that Texas is a, uh, Texas A&M right. is a plum job. That's fine. But he, I mean, he's going to make $7 million a year. He's, he's, right in the sec that that is a big time job texas yes. a&m uh 
if you if you are Manny Diaz and you're talking to yourself, having this internal conversation and debate, I think you're asking yourself, can you get that job? Florida, Florida State, yep. uh, like a big time job. Can you get those jobs coming from defensive coordinator at Penn State? Is that possible for him coming off of his experience at Miami? Right. Right. Bottom line is, is can that happen? And so there's, there's a debate to be had. If, if he doesn't think that that's possible or thinks it's unlikely or thinks it's going to take two, three, four years of being the defensive coordinator at Penn state before he can take that step. Uh, you know, I get it. I, yeah. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Now that said is, is Duke that, uh, that stepping stone is Duke a long-term thing for him. I, I don't know. I, I mean, right. I, it, it, it would seem curious to me if he really is aspirational about the head coaching profession is Duke a, a long-term type of deal. No, I, I, I don't, I don't think you so. You frame it perfectly. You frame it perfectly. Um, the question is, you know, how do you get to the job that you want? And uh, the, the, the argument that you phrase actually makes a lot of sense of, Hey man, um, I don't know what, how I want to get to that position as quickly as possible. So I guess the, the, the part that seems odd to me is I understand things did not go well at Miami, but he is a person that has been a head coach before. This is, it wouldn't mm -hmm. be a, you wouldn't be like, Oh, we're hiring this person who has no experience being a head coach being at Penn state obviously was a, a, a positive time on his coaching resume. Yep. So I, I guess the step that uh, this is hard to talk about without talking about Duke in a way that is disparaging in a certain sense of like laying it out as a stepping stone job. How do you really think two years from now you're going yep. to be replacing Billy Napier? Like that's the calculus that he's making. Right. And it just seems like you could, you could do that from Penn state given uh, team, People have done that before. People have done that to a mid-tier Power 5 job before. Not calling Florida mid-tier, but I'm saying like that would be a logical path, it seems. Or or maybe 8-4 and four at Duke for 12 years is great for him. Maybe mm -hmm. that's okay. Like maybe that's okay for him. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not in those uh, conversations with Manny Diaz, so I don't, I don't know – how like what's because that to me that's that's a big part of this is what's the job that you want what what is the environment that you want the ACC has its own stuff going on right right now right in, in great college football there, there's a lot of pieces on the chessboard that have to play out that to to me that 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 would be a a major red warning sign is Look, I've dealt with this covering the Penn State basketball program for years. Most people don't come here as a destination, right? Like that's that's not yeah. how it's viewed for for Penn State basketball. Uh, football is the sport at Penn State that gets all of the attention, gets all of the resources. Duke, it's the inverse of that, yep. right? It is yep. basketball is the cash cow there? It is, and and th that might not even be true, honestly. With uh, revenues and that kind of stuff. I, I'm not exactly sure what Duke's numbers are, but the point being institutionally basketball yes. being more supported for sure. hundred yeah. percent at Duke, this flow, th this kind of flies in the face of the things that you and I had talked about. And I think you had espoused pretty clearly 
of look for an opportunity that has institutional stability and support. And Duke has been good, but Duke being good isn't necessarily the competitive situation with the resources and the alignment and all these things that we've talked about. Yep. So I, I guess the it's hard not to speculate at these things. At this juncture, the facts are Manny Diaz going to uh, uh, going to Duke as the head football coach. But what did he get in assurances from Duke as far as what is the support he's going to get there? And yep. what was it enough or was it just the opportunity leading to the next opportunity? Um, it just this is a this is a very interesting situation because what was going at Penn State was going very well. And yeah. he was he was compensated well. I'm I'm assuming he was prestigious, you know, Broyles Award finalist, and it, not a Broyles Award finalist. But excuse me, semifinalist, sure. yeah. semifinalist, yeah, semifinalist. It just seems like that's a lot. Uh, it it feels like a gamble. I guess is the thing I'm getting down to here is you had something good here. You probably were going to get, in my estimation, the way that his defense was playing. He was going to be a hot name for one of those Power Five schools, but that's my assumption, and it's not my life, and it's not my timeline. Because it yeah. seems like you know that's that's uh, an important factor here. But it just seems like this feels like a gamble. I guess gambles happen, buddy. That's a, that, that's <laughs> that's life in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, look at his defense. He's not afraid of that. That's for sure. I look. There, there's just there's so much stuff that goes into this that we never really know. Right. Yeah. That, that just will never be at the forefront of what's said publicly. What's said privately is, is a different matter. Right. You, where, where does your family want to live? Right. Like, wh- how about right. how about that? Where where, um, where where do you feel more comfortable? Like, are you OK with not being the boss? How about that? How about, right. how about that as a job dynamic of. Whether it's good to work for James Franklin or not is beside the point. I think by and large, the response and the sentiment that you get is it is great to work for James Franklin. He is a he is a good head coach to work for. However, mm-hmm. there is a difference between making the rules and who you're accountable to right. as a head coach versus a defensive coordinator. So it you know, I, I I think that we tend to view things obviously from a Penn State lens, right? A sure, okay. This is this is what we cover. This is the fan base that we are serving. Uh, th- this this is how you view things. But you just have to understand that Manny Diaz isn't coming from this in a Penn state lens. He's coming from a, from a Manny Diaz, lens, right. a guy who spent his time at Miami had that opportunity. Probably let's be honest. Isn't all that happy about how that worked out at Miami. Right. right? right. And so, so the notion of being able to get another shot, another opportunity, you know, uh, patience is hard. Patient, patience is <laughs> tough. It's right. It is. It is. And he, I think it's a fair point uh, to make that, you know, the the number of years, because this is a cycle thing. It's not like in if he were to not take this opportunity, it's not like in February he can change his mind or in Correct. April. It's going to be a year from now when the next opportunity comes up, if another opportunity comes up. So I guess it it is interesting to paint it in that lens, but also, um, you know, 
the the well, <laughs> opportunity that you had in front of you here at Penn State seemed like it was a pretty good gig for building up to a higher. I guess my the thing is he's already been to the mountaintop in in a sense in in a sense right of being to a job that is considered one where you can win a national title on a historic timeline right yeah. talking about like you can win a title at Miami it's been done and to then have to go back and start at not the bottom but kind of the the upper middle or the the lower middle that seems like that's also hard for me like for me thinking about that like I've already been there and now yeah. I've got to start at Duke and try to get back up there again that just to me seems also kind of like shuffling the deck. I think I think that there's a number of misconceptions in what you just said. Probably. Right? Can yeah. you win a national championship at Miami right now? I don't know if that's true. No. Honestly. No. Whether it's been done or not in the past, I think is is somewhat irrelevant. Uh the struggles that they have had there is is proven. And so I I guess the only thing that I would say is definitions of success change from place to place. And right. so if you don't, if you're not trying to be part of this, like, I, I mean, I consider it an insane culture, right. Of college football at the highest tiers. It is a yeah. pressure cooker. It is unreasonable. It is purposefully unreasonable. There is a, a broad acceptance of it being unreasonable. You can go to Duke and have fairly reasonable expectations. Hey, you know what? If you compete in the ACC and and maybe you win a, a conference title, like that's that's great. That's that's mm. good. You got smart kids in that program. You you're you're recruiting to an academic prestige. There are attractive and appealing things about being part of that if that's yeah. what you want. If what you want is hey, uh burn the boats. I, I want to be at one of the six programs that realistically has a shot at winning a national championship right now, then you're, you're waiting for that. You're, you're so willing. I guess that's, that's exactly what I've been saying. I guess that's my point is I view, I guess I look at this from the same lens of getting to the mountaintop. And I agree with you about Miami. I, my point was more that he's like, he's been to a step above this particular institution that he's chosen to be the head coach of. Yep. And I, and, and so to then go and try and have to do this all over again, it just seems like that's fatiguing. It seems like that is, it's kind of a, whether you wait in place or you're still trying to build, like I imagine they're all trying to build to yeah. what you just said. One of the six that can realistically, let's say 12 now, one of the 12 that can realistically win a college football playoff. Um, it just, it just seems like, uh, I guess when you look at the view of time, right. And I think you made that to start the show of, What's the clock on when you get back to an institution where you feel like you have that opportunity? That's mm -hmm. the end goal here, I think, mm -hmm. in, in my estimation. And it seems like this is not something that advances you, but I could be wrong. And and so I guess I don't, I don't wanna, uh, we spent 10 minutes on that. I, I do wanna talk about um, generally Penn State's response now. Um, yeah. There's gonna be a search, I imagine. Um, mm -hmm. Can you lay kind of a groundwork for what happens next? Well, can I, can I just, I want to tie a bow on, on one last thing, Sure. which sure. is, which is timing, right? And this combines both of these elements. Elijah Robinson would have been a perfect candidate and yep. likely would have been at the top of the list to replace Manny Diaz had he not chosen to go to Syracuse a few days ago. 
Right. Right. Like the uh, timing is everything. It, it, it's all part of this, this wheel of when you make your choice, what jobs open up, how they open up, what, who, who can you bring with you? I, I just think that when, when you mentioned fatiguing, there is such a state of flux in college football in particular that ever feeling steady is, is illusory. It just doesn't exist. It's not right. real. It, it is constantly, it is constantly changing. And so looking at how Penn state comes to grips with this and, and moves on from it. Yeah. You, there are options out there, right? You, you've got, uh, you've got Anthony Poindexter internally. You've got Terry Smith internally guys who have been in line for, or contended with head coaching jobs in the past. Certainly we know that Poindexter was, uh, a, a top candidate, um, if not the top candidate, but a top candidate at Virginia for yep. its head coaching position. So yeah, I, I just, you know, I think that, that James Franklin and, and, I would say that I, I fall into the same perspective. I, I think that coordinator jobs and head coaching jobs are light years away from each other. They they are not remotely the same responsibility. You are doing totally different tasks. There are right. different things that are at your feet. And so just because somebody has head coaching qualities doesn't necessarily mean that they have great coordinator qualities and vice versa, right? Yeah. They, I don't think... James Franklin would be a good offensive coordinator, right? Like not today. He hasn't done it. Uh, and so there, there are things that are going to have to be considered by James Franklin in terms of where he looks, how, how he goes about this, trying to, to, to pick out a next, a next defensive coordinator, but Hey, uh, you know, this, this is the job. This is the job of, of a head coach, uh, to, to pick and fulfill those spots when yeah. vacancies come open and, here Penn State is again needing to do that. But I, I do think that in terms of Penn State fans coming to grips with this and you know bracing for whatever, foundations of success are more important than they seem. Mm -hmm. Having traditions of success in one particular area. And so I don't think that it is at all surprising that there has been this run right going back to Tom Bradley of Tom Bradley Bob Shoup right like you have had people in these positions Brent Pry yep now Manny Diaz it, it is not just the defensive coordinator it is what kind of cachet have you built as a program of being good at this and then you can, and then it, it becomes appealing, yep. not just, not just for the players that you're recruiting, but you have to recruit a defensive coordinator. What defensive coordinator is likely to come to you next? One that wants to succeed at the highest levels because they can say right. to themselves, look, this has been done. This is something that I've seen success roll over from, from year to year to year. So I, I do think that, you know, this has to be, this has to be understood and digested from Penn state fans in that framework of Penn state still has every chance in the world to be excellent defensively after Manny Diaz. Uh, he is an exceptionally good coach. Uh, yes. Like absolutely. No one should take anything away from him about that because he has proven it. He is gifted 
as a defensive coordinator and specifically as a play caller in terms of when he calls things, how, how he feels those things. However, Penn state as a football uh, program has an opportunity to hire somebody else who who can do those same things, who can, who can bring that same level to the table. Brent probably put his best defense together in 2021 and then left for a head coaching job at Virginia tech. And they found Manny Diaz. So it's, you know, that I think you, you, make a good point that they have had very good defenses and replaced it with other very good defenses. I I don't think that that's necessarily, uh, and by the way, I want to get to this, forget the point I was just going to make. I also want to apologize to Duke football for catching so many strays in this conversation. I actually really respect that defense. I respect what they've built at Duke. Um, and it's just, it, this is just the, 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 uh, game of thronesification of college football of what's the next move to politic your way to the top to be in power. And whether it's Penn State as the defensive coordinator, Duke as the head coach, wherever you are, you're trying to get to the ultimate seat of power. And, you know, Duke has not been that ever, ever. So, like, just wanted to say, like, I think they're really good. I think Manny Diaz is a great fit. I think it's going to be a really good defense. I think he's going to actually take over and have success on that side of the ball pretty quickly. But, you know, it's the conversation about is he trying to get ultimately – to Florida, Florida State, somewhere like that, or or but again, like maybe not, and and there has to be an understanding of how awesome Duke is as a education, like higher learning. <laughs> it is a fantastic, phenomenal, prestigious place. It is a great <laughs> place. We uh, are coming from two very different perspectives on this. You are absolutely correct. I didn't consider any of that. I considered winning. And that's it. Stop. No, that's what and, I and I, I got you. It just, it feels like to me, there, there is a middle ground to be had. If you believe in the endeavor of college football, right. Of, of what this is supposed to be at its core. And it is not being blatant here. It is not yeah. that. However, there, there is a middle ground between Harvard and Georgia right like there there is a place where you can do both of those things and penn state tries to be that there there is a lot of that at penn state yeah but this is something where he could have an opportunity to build a strong program have one that that is successful year in and year out it might not be college football playoff successful but it could very well be acc successful and sustained also it could be something that he needs just 2 years to get his next crack at something even bigger than that, if that's what he wants, um, you know, just to, to, to be determined. But that is yeah. the nature of the game. Nate Bauer, the insider, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Great time to remind you that if you want to get the inside information on the defensive coordinator search, Nate was all over it on the offensive coordinator search. So subscribe to bluewhiteillustrated.com. Two months for a dollar code PSU1 is the code you use. That's our special offer just for YouTube. You only get it through the YouTube show. So use PSU1. For two months, you get a dot. You get uh, two months for a dollar to get you through coaching search and recruiting, signing day, etc. Nate, thank you so much. That'll do it uh, for our breaking news. There's going to be more breaking news because here we are. It is the inevitable thing. So subscribe to Blue White Illustrated, like this video, appreciate all of the people who have uh, watched and been a part of this. We will be back with more uh, when it happens here on the Blue White Illustrated YouTube channel.
madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.